Hello, and welcome to the This Happened Today in History podcast for March 21st. I am your host, Mr. Miller. This podcast will cover a number of topics that happened on this date in history. Please visit the podcast webpage at thishappentoday.buzzsprout.com. There you can download the notes page, which will help you organize the information as well as develop your own ideas on how these events change the world around us. If you are interested in hearing more, please consider subscribing so you will not miss out on what happens tomorrow in history. It was on this day in 1940, the Queen Mary Ocean Liner left the safe harbor of New York to start its new life as a troop ship carrier. One of the great stories of the war that had to remain untold until the end of the war in Europe is that of the ocean journeys of two of the world's largest liners, the Queen Mary and the Queen Elizabeth. When the war clouds broke over Europe, the luxury ocean liner RMS Queen Mary was outward bound from Southampton carrying a record number of 2,332 passengers. All through the autumn and winter, she would lie on the Cunard White Star Pier of New York Harbor in the United States while decisions were taken at the highest level regarding her future employment. Meanwhile, the RMS Queen Elizabeth, launched by Her Majesty the Queen in September of 1938, was being completed at Clyde Bank, Scotland in the United Kingdom, and in normal circumstances would have joined the Queen Mary on the North Atlantic Service in July of 1940. But her presence had become a source of anxiety for the British government who recognized that she presented a sitting target for enemy bombers, thus endangering the entire shipyard and also that her vast hull took up space which was urgently needed for other work. In February 1940, the Admiralty demanded that the Queen Elizabeth should leave the Clyde at the earliest possible date and remain away from the British Isles. Since the number of ports outside the United Kingdom, which could accommodate the world's largest liner, was limited, it was decided that she should be sent to New York, which is already playing host to the Queen Mary. This would involve a 3,000-mile unescorted voyage across the Atlantic in February and March, the months that are notoriously bad for weather, and with ever-present danger of attack by enemy warships or submarines. For nearly a fortnight, the two ships lay immobile side-by-side at their berths, while fascinated New Yorkers speculated wildly as to their future. Then on March 20th, Queen Mary slipped down the Hudson and away from New York. Her work for the war effort was about to begin. Stripped of their luxury fittings, the Queen Mary and Queen Elizabeth would carry across the Atlantic in one year twice as many passengers as were normally carried in peacetime by the entire Cunard White Star fleet. From May to September of 1943, the average number of troops ferried by each ship on every voyage exceeded 15,000, and during the winter of 1943 and 44, despite adverse weather conditions, the average number of troops aboard rarely fell below 12,000 for the Queen Mary and 13,000 for Queen Elizabeth, figures which increased with the coming of summer, and by the end of 1944, they could claim to have ferried since their war service began a total of 944,000 troops, of whom over 80% had traveled eastwards from New York. In 1963, Alcatraz Prison in the San Francisco Bay closed down and transferred out its last prisoners. At its peak period of use in 1950s, The Rock, or America's Devil Island, housed over 200 inmates at the maximum security facility. Alcatraz remains an icon of American prisons for its harsh conditions and record of being inescapable. The 12-acre rocky island, one and a half miles from San Francisco, featured the most advanced security of the time. Some of the first metal detectors were used at Alcatraz. Strict rules were enforced against the unfortunate inmates who had to do their time at Alcatraz. Nearly complete silence was mandated at all times. Alcatraz was first explored by Juan Manuel de Isla in 1775. He called it the Isla de los Alcatraces, pelicans, because of all the birds that lived there. It was sold in 1849 to the U.S. government. The first lighthouse in California was on Alcatraz. 
It became a Civil War fort and then a military prison in 1907. The end of its prison days did not end the Alcatraz saga. In March of 1964, a group of Sioux Indians claimed that the island belonged to them due to a 100-year-old treaty. Their claims were ignored until November of 1969 when a group of 89 Native Americans representing the American Indian Movement occupied the island. They stayed there until 1971 when AIM was finally forced off the island by federal authorities. The following year, Alcatraz was added to the Golden Gate National Recreation Area. It is now open for tourism. In 1939, Kate Smith recorded the patriotic song, God Bless America. It was still sung at some sports events and other celebrations in combination with the national anthem. God Bless America is an American patriotic song written by Irving Berlin during the World War I in 1918 and revised by him in the run-up to World War II in 1938. The later version has notably been recorded by Kate Smith becoming her signature song. Irving Berlin wrote the song in 1918 while serving in the U.S. Army at Camp Upton in Yaphank, New York, but decided that it did not fit in a review called Yip Yip Yaphank, so he set it aside. In 1938, with the rise of Adolf Hitler, Irving Berlin, who was Jewish and had arrived in America from Russia at the age of five, felt it was time to revive it as a peace song, and it was introduced in an Armistice Day broadcast in 1938, sung by Kate Smith on a radio show. Berlin had made some minor changes by this time. To the right might have been considered a call to the political right, so he substituted through the night instead. He also provided an introduction that is now rarely heard, but which Smith always used. Later, from December 11, 1969, through the early 1970s, the playing of Smith singing the song before many home games of the National Hockey League's Philadelphia Flyers brought it renewed popularity, as well as a reputation for being a good luck charm to the Flyers long before it had become a staple of nationwide sporting events. The Flyers even brought Smith in to perform live Game 6 of the 1974 Stanley Cup Finals on May 19th of 1974, and the Flyers won that cup that day. You have been listening to the This Happened Today in History podcast for March 21st. I thank you for listening, and I hope that you have enjoyed learning about historical events from the past. Thank you to the following websites for their information regarding today's topics. ThePeopleHistory.com, Magnificent Queens at www2db.com, Alcatraz Closes at History.com, and God Bless America at Wikipedia.org. The music used as the background track for this podcast is Americana, created by Kevin McLeod on Competech.com. If you enjoyed this information and would like to hear more, please consider subscribing, as this will keep the historical events in your feed in the morning for each day. I hope you have a great day.